Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful, beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you're feeling good in your neighborhood. You know, I don't know why I love saying that, but I do. (laughs) Good in neighborhood. I don't know. There's something about that sonic alignment that I love. (laughs) Um, Okay, so here we are. It has been quite a week, my friends. Um, If you noticed, I did a best of uh, spiritual grit last week because I was away. I was away abroad in Mexico celebrating my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Uh, my mom wanted to make it a destination wedding. <laughs> I mean, she didn't call it that. I'm calling it that. And I think it's, I think it's fun to call it that. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was me and my daughters and my family of origin, um, my sister and her kids and her husband, my brother, uh, my brother, my dad's, one of my dad's brothers and his wife. And then some close family friends were around, but it was really good to, to be, um, with my parents for this really special occasion. Um, but also to be away, it, it feels like it has been some time since I had a change of scenery and to let myself be cared for. Do you know, like when you're on vacation, which this was, there is, a sense of, well, relaxation. Although for my mom, she was like, I'm so stressed because she was planning the dinner. And I was like, let me take it off your plate. I will do it. And it wasn't stressful for me, you know? So it just felt good to be at ease. And now that I came back, I'm like, hmm, how can I create that for myself here more frequently than I have been? Um, so that's the question that I am, I'm pondering. And I invite you to ask yourself that as well. How can you create little mini vacations for yourself? And when I say vacation, I mean, a lot of people think like a huge time block of whatever you want to do, but I'm thinking even just like a vacation of a bath or treating yourself to a cup of tea and a book and not feeling guilty about doing that. You know, that's the challenge to be able to do it and be like, okay, I'm on my mini vacation. I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb. I'm going to use this hour to sip my tea and enjoy this book that I want to read just because I want to read it. Not because I have to read it for something. I just want to read it because I take pleasure in it. And I will tell you, I will admit that I have been out of practice with that, with reading. Um, Well, I mean, part of it is, you know, since 2020, my relationship to reading has been really, has, has shifted. It's changed. It's been very hard for me to focus on 
the written word on a page. And I don't know if it's the things that I'm reading or if it's my mental state or if it's my lack of focus these days. Maybe it's a combination of things, but what I'm noticing is that audiobooks seem to sink in a little bit better for me. Um, but you know, I'll see because I am currently like what I want to read this for the rest of this month, at least start reading is our two books. One is Gina Apostol's La Tercera, which is her new novel, um, which is her actually her most personal one because she revealed that it's about her mom and many of her books are um, her previous books are historical fiction. So for this one to be personal feels like a different vibe. I'm so excited to to dive into it. Also, it has English, Tagalog, and Waray in that. So there's three languages in there, which is really cool. And Waray is the language of the um, Filipinos that live in the Visayas, which is um, in the southern part of the Philippines. It's not quite Mindanao south, but it's there. Um, and my paternal grandfather is from there. So that's exciting for me. I don't know any what I, and I never heard him speak it, which kind of, you know, makes me a little bummed out because I didn't know, you know, um, and he didn't, I don't think had anyone to talk what I with. He had no way of like practicing being in conversation with people because most of the Filipinos around us were all uh, Tagalog speakers. Um, so yeah, so that's one book that I'm really excited to, to dive into. And the other is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I've read this book before, but many years ago when it first came out, and I'm curious to see how it will land with me now that I'm really invested in actual magic, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, so that is, that is what I'm inviting all of you to do as we moved closer into the summer months. Summer solstice is about a month away, which is very exciting. I have mixed feelings about summer solstice, actually, because summer solstice is like, yes, we are celebrating the sun, and I love it, and it's the longest day of the year, but also starting the next day, the days begin to grow shorter and then we move towards the darkness. So if you think about the, the, I don't want to say the calendar year, the lunar year, similar to the lunar cycles, then you can see the summer solstice as like the full moon energy. And then the second half of the year is the waning moon as we go for sort of ease into rest time in, in the dark, not darkness in a negative way, but in that sort of, I'm going to burrow into some cozy blankets and take a nap, you know? Um, but anyway, so these are the things that I invite you to do is to create mini vacations for yourself. Um, and I realize I have not started the podcast properly with my card. I'm getting to it, but I'm talking about my vacation. I want to sustain that feeling of vacation, of rest and restoration. And I invite you to do the same. Now, maybe tea is not your thing. You know, maybe it's more of a latte whatever it is, but to create some space for yourself for ease and rest and not think about, oh, I got to do the next thing. Oh, what's the next thing I got to do? No, no, no. We need just some peace and ease. And I will do that if you do that too. No, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't need you to hold me accountable. I'm going to do it. I'd like for you to do it as well. And then, you know, check in with me, send me a note, like drop me a quick email, send me a DM on Instagram, be like, hey, I tried your little mini vacation 
and I feel fantastic, you know, and don't feel pressure to have to do it every day because this is what happens when we put pressure on ourselves, we shut down and then the thing doesn't get, doesn't happen. So what if you just said, all right, this week, I'm going to create a mini vacation for myself. I'm going to, and then fill in the blank, maybe carve out an hour to do your tea and read a, a book for pleasure. It could be like, you know, beach reading the totally cheesy romance novels. I love romance novels, by the way. If you have any recommendations, I need some for when I go to the beach, okay? Um, or it could be an hour in an Epsom salt bath with some really soothing music, you know, or it could be taking a hike out in, you know, wherever you are and not feeling hurried, but feeling really present with nature. Like I challenge you, if you go on a hike, I challenge you to not check your phone. Put your phone on do not disturb, you know, for however long it takes. Whoever needs you will be there when that hour is done. Or if, you, if you're too like freaked out about it, didn't do a half hour. Okay. But there, there needs to be some time for you. That is my invitation for you. Okay. So here we go. Going to the card with you are not alone. That is the card I pulled from the Starseed Oracle deck. You are not alone. Insulation. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I need to get, get to the eye doctor. Um, isolation, physical connection, community. Oh, I love community. Just the word community gets me excited and like high vibe. And I'm like, oh, I love being in community with people. Yes. Okay, here we go. The older the soul, the deeper the cave. Ooh, I've never heard that one before. Many starseeds and old souls enjoy their own company. Spending time alone can be comforting and necessary for their vitality as it allows them to commune with their soul and fill up their energetic resources, especially if they have an underactive or open root chakra and find it hard being human. Hmm, that's interesting. We need the downtime. Didn't I just finish talking about that? Didn't even read the card until just now. Okay. See, this is how, this is how I know that I'm connected <laughs> and I'm giving you the message you need to receive right now in terms of, you know, timing. So here we go. Many starseeds find it more nourishing to retreat than to spend their time in meaningless conversations and relationships. Okay. I'm going to say that's for a lot of people. Like who wants to be in a meaningless conversation. Like who wants to be, who wants to be in small talk? I know a lot of us engage in it. Like sometimes, you know, we're at a gathering and people introduce themselves and they're strangers and you're like, what do we talk about? So let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about something in common. And then it, you're just like, ah, this is boring, whatever. Right. No one wants to be in a meaningless conversation, but we do need time to retreat. Right. Okay. However, we must remember that we are not here to go about this life alone. Remember that? Yes. I talked about being a community two weeks ago. So this is a continuation of that. Humans are pack animals. Well, I like to say communal animals, but okay. And we all need the love, company, and support of others, both emotionally and physically. <sighs> I'm thinking about that word, need. We need the love, company, and support of others. I think that I think that's correct, but there's nuance to that. It's not need as in a neediness. It's need as in the sense of we are not alone. 
the sense of belonging. I just want to presence that nuance because sometimes the word need implies that you are needy, that you are not, or that you're codependent. And that's not that what, that's not what this is talking about. We're talking about this innate desire for community. Okay. In our increasingly online world, we can be connected to more people and yet feel more alone and isolated than ever. Amen to that. I'm going to say amen to that. Yeah. I mean, I can like text people and like reach out to people, but sometimes I don't feel I'm getting the support that I need. You know, I have a handful of friends with whom I can reach out to, but you know, when it comes to that connection, that quote unquote connection in the digital spaces, I'm like, okay, like, you know, people can be there or not be there. They can opt in or opt out. They can pretend to opt in and then check out because it's a digital space. You don't have to show up physically. And that's sort of the the tricky part of the illusion of being connected in digital spaces. Um, And there's that risk of being more isolated than ever. There's still so much we don't know about the energetic side effects of things like social media with so many people knowing our news. What is it doing to our auric field? This is an interesting question. This is a fascinating question because social media is what you make it, right? It can be used for destruction of yourself. It could be used in toxic ways. It could be used for your benefit. It's just like a knife. It's a tool. And how you use it is dependent upon you. So this question of what is the effect of social media on our energetics is a curious one. Because when I use social media, I use it to talk to people in my community. I share my learnings. I share, sometimes I share things that happen in my life, you know, that I want to share. Um, often the, the things that I share from my life are ones that illustrate the learning or the lesson that I want to impart on my community, on whoever is listening, whoever needs to hear it, right? But at the same time, does that giving of myself deplete me? You know, I know for some, it's hard to be on social media. It's a drain. You know, I have, I have a a friend and a client who says, you know, you post so much on social media. She's like, I can't keep up with that. I mean, you're so good. You're so productive. You're so like all the time. It's amazing. How do you do it? What's your secret? And I I said to her, well, first of all, that's not something to aspire to. (laughs) You don't want, you don't want to do that unless it nourishes you, unless it feeds you. The only reason I have so much out there, so much content out there is because I love creating it. I love sharing it. 
I, you know, I do these podcast episodes because I love it. I love sharing the knowledge that I have with people who who might need it. You know, I, I'm not in control of who receives my messages, right? But I trust that when I make a recording and I hit publish on the podcast, that whoever needs to hear it, whoever needs to hear that particular message and is ready to receive it, it'll get to them. It'll get to them. It may not get to them the minute it drops in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It may get to them a year from now. But for me, I love sharing what I've learned because I've lived a life where I had to learn so much on my own. Being the firstborn daughter of immigrants is like double duty. Okay, so firstborn, you have no examples ahead of you, right? I'm also the oldest out of all the grandkids and the cousins. So at least the cousins stateside. I have a couple older cousins in the Philippines. I've never met them, but they're only older by like a year or so. Um, but yeah, as the oldest, I had to learn on my own. I had to learn the hard way. There was no one to tell me the shortcuts. There was no one to give me some of the knowledge I needed to move along more quickly. I just, I had to go through all the things. And let me tell you, that's rough. (laughs) That's hard. It's hard. And, and you're just kind of walking blindly through things, you know, you're like, oh, okay. And then to add the immigrant parent part on top of it was what is extra because they don't understand American culture. And because I was born into it, I had to be a kind of translator for them in ways that I was just like, wait, I got to, oh man, really? I got to teach you, my parents, the the ones who are the ones in charge of, of like the people who I look to for lessons. Now I'm the one that has to teach you about American culture the hard way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for example, they didn't understand the college process, you know, applying and financial aid and all these other things. They had to kind of go through it with me because I didn't know anything about it either. And um, and then to understand the college experience was so different for them. Like they were like, wait, what is a sorority and a fraternity? And what what it, what is rowing? And You know what I mean? Like, so it was just a whole new experience. And so I'm gathering all of this wisdom, this embodied knowledge from my life experiences, and I'm sharing them with people because I don't want people to go through what I went through in terms of it taking so long. <laughs> it's almost like the cliff notes. It's like, it's like, oh, you know, I carved this path through the woods so that you wouldn't have to actually take your machete and hack through it. I cleared the space for you a little bit. Yeah, you might want to like break off a few more to widen the path, or maybe you want to go a different path off this path I carved out. That's great, whatever. But I wanted to get you started. So that's that's what I love doing, you know? I love sharing on social media. It's so fun for me. It's so fun for me. And this is what I told her. This is what I told her because she was like, you know, I really want to get back to to doing that regularly, but it's so it's so hard. And I'm like, well, you know, what lights you up? Whatever it is that feels easy for you is the thing you can do more of. Social media, who cares? Who cares about social media? You don't have to buy into that paradigm. 
do your thing. You know, I, I just, for me, the social media is like a playground, but that's just me. Um, but, but the getting back to the, the Oracle card, the question, what is it doing to our auric field is a curious one because if I enjoy it, if I get a kick out of it, if it nourishes me, then my auric field is actually being fed by social media, which is really funny. But I understand the question. I understand it's like, are you posting to social media because you're looking for that dopamine hit of likes, people liking your post? Like, you know, that little heart that goes, bing, look, someone just liked your post. Or are you doing it for, I don't know, attention or validation or, you know, proving to people that you can be visible and not go through some frayed, overloaded nervous system response, you know, for me, it feels nourishing, but there is that caveat of, okay, ego does respond to the likes. It's like, Ooh, five people like that. Ooh, 20 people like that one. What's going on in that area over there? You know? So it really is about mindfulness and awareness on how we use the tools that we use. So yeah, just a curious question to think about as far as the energetic side effects, not just the social media, but just digital living in general, you know, how we interact with people, how we are in relationship with people online versus in person. When you are engaging in a conversation with someone on Zoom, you get a sense of their energy through the screen, through their mannerisms, through their voice. But when you were interacting with them in person, that's a different kind of energy. It's more potent. It's more powerful. You really get a sense of that person. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm saying that there are differences and to pay attention to that. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I just realized I just went off on a whole tangent and I did not finish reading the guidebook. Um, for this card, you are not alone. Okay, so here we go. Commonly, we find ourselves in constant conversation, yet lacking the genuine connection of physical community and touch. The main message of this card is to step out of your cave and physically reach out to those in your life. Now, this is so interesting because I've been thinking about how there is this need that I'm I'm, I'm sensing there's this need for more in-person gatherings, more community building in physical spaces. So this card's coming forward, and I love that. Um, to replenish when you need to, but not isolate yourself. There's a difference. You can go and burrow into your little cave, right? But then there's a point where your gas tank gets filled you know, ding, you know how the gas pumps it automatically stop. Boom. Now that's when you go, okay, I'm recharged. I'm refilled. Now it's time to go back out into the great wide world. But sometimes we feel very comfortable in our cave and we just want to stay put. That's when it becomes isolation. That's when it becomes something draining. And it's 
you just need to pay attention to that. You need to be mindful of that. Um, okay. So going back to the card, this could be seeing friends and family who live nearby or having a regular catch up walk with someone. In what ways can you open yourself up to the people who are physically in your life? Those you truly know. And your star soul inquiry, star seed soul inquiry question is how can you reach out to people in your life physically? Now, this is interesting (laughs) because I have had this problem. Well, okay. Problem is I hesitate on the word problem, but I have this perception that the physical people in my life don't get me that the physical people in like the local people are not my people. I'm friends with them, you know, through school, like other parents or through church or whatever. It's sort of these superficial relationships. Um, And when I say superficial, I mean those that are are primarily in the 3D. A lot of people around me are not – in the awareness of the 5D of the spiritual plane, nor are they, you know, practicing some of the more esoteric things that I do or understanding that, right? And this is not to say, you know, like, okay, don't hang out with them, but I want to be mindful about who I am spending my time with because, you know, some people, when I spend time with them, I feel like, I'm performing. I'm exerting a lot of energy to be a certain version that isn't necessarily aligned with who I am being today, but rather a past version of myself that they are familiar with, right? The safe version. So like the 2019 version of me is out to lunch with another mom friend, for example, right? And so I mean, that's fine and good, but is that the kind of community I want? Is that, is that the relationship I want to cultivate? I don't think so. I mean, I can, you know, I can have the superficial friends, but I'm really looking for genuine connection where we can talk about real things. I say, I hesitate on the word real because I'm like, okay, what is real? We can talk about the things that matter to me, which is the larger scope of why we are here as spirit souls in the human experience, right? Not even why, but that we are here having that experience. And so I'm asking myself, who physically can I hang out with and talk about that stuff? You know, like, sure, I mean, I could talk about school, like momming, mom stuff, and that's fine. But I really want to be in conversation with people who want to continue to grow, who want to continue to expand and learn from the challenges that we come across in our lives. I want to be in conversation with people who understand that life is happening for us, not to us, right? There's a difference. One is victim mode. One is empowered mode. And so this card comes forward because it's saying, hey, be in community with the people, your people who light you up. And I'm inviting you to do the same. Capiche? Okay. 
So that, my friends, is where I'm going to leave off to think about one, you are not alone. You're not isolated. You might feel isolated, but you're not. The perception is there. And so if you perceive yourself to be alone, ask yourself, where does this perception come from? And who can I reach out to to help me move through this perception, to dissolve this illusion of being alone? And I I will tell you, I will admit that there have been several times this year, so we're in May of 2023, so in the last five months, several times where I felt alone, where I felt like nobody understood me, that I was alone in my journey, that I didn't have any help or support. And that <laughs> that's not true, but that was the darkness that I was wrestling with. That, those were the shadows that I was facing. I was like, oh, I feel alone. No one knows what I'm going through. No one understands, you know, no one gets me. And so I'm just going to wallow in my aloneness, you know, but of course I knew in the back of my head that I had people I could call upon. And, you know, when it got really dark, I called them literally. I called and I was like, Hey, can we talk for a little bit? Because I'm feeling really X, Y, Z, right. Or I'll message them. I'll be like, Hey, I really just want to reach out and connect because I'm feeling alone and I need to remember that I'm not. And so we can choose to do that. We can choose to overcome that feeling of isolation by reaching out. And if you are that person who truly believes they have nobody, not one single person, please reach out to me. I am here. You can DM me on Instagram. My handle's at Leslie Ann Hobayan. You can send me an email, lesliann at suryagian.com. I mean, all this stuff is, is easily findable. Reach out to me and connect. You are not alone. I see you and I hear you. And I want to remind you that you are loved. You are not alone. So if you really truly feel that you are, and you are listening to this, I am here. Reach out to me. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to close out with a poem from my favorite anthology, The World I Leave You, Asian American Poets on Faith and Spirit. And here, listen to the pages. Yes. Okay. And we've got a poem by Adiba Shahid Talukdar. This is called On Beauty. When I was 19, I trembled to meet men's eyes. Scarf, burqa, black eyeliner. I was more than Muslim, more than beautiful, more than sexual. They wanted to know what they could not see. The cruel beloved of Urdu poetry slays her lovers with glances, leaving them to sigh and wither, and in this intricacy is power. I cannot lift a suitcase, which means I will never have to.
James once wrote me stories and poems as Majnoon, as the nightingale, as the prey. He said he could pretend to be Muslim. As long as you know you're the only God I'll ever worship. We cannot exist for long at high energy levels. Something, somewhere, will collapse. The beloved must remain cruel, or this collapse is all the more inevitable. You're crazy, I'd say. Not crazy, he would reply. Mad. Mad. Say, as a moth. He had read my poems. Like Patty Boyd, I became Layla. I wrote back. It lasted, perhaps, a month. You see, these were not his stories, or Eric Clapton's. He did not know the meaning of fana'a. He could not. Perhaps there is no such thing as the evil eye, or such a thing as God in love. Why then do the children throw stones at Majnoon, at the swan in Glencoe Lake? How is it that I cannot see a trace of beauty in the clear water? As the lake thaws and the winds grow gentler, there is nothing in the air to reach out and touch. If I hadn't told him during an episode, you are my everything. If I hadn't told him, you'll never understand. You're white. Would he orbit me still? Hmm. All right, my friends. That is our episode for today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, your evening, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll close the episode as we always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time. Namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.